What up, y'all? It's the Mildly Professional Podcast with Amber and Laura. And today, we're going to go through some more Reddit threads and introduce you to Ashley M. That's right. Let's get into it. We got two gals from a college town Making memories, going through the business route With a little experience, a whole lot of ambition They go about their lives on a never-ending mission To share their knowledge everywhere they go Now it's time for Marley You ready for today's quiz? I am. We're bringing back the quiz because we have the book again. Woo! All right. Today we are going to find out which famous first are you? Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you male or female? Female. All right. There's only two options. I know. So that's canceled. Canceled immediately. Okay. Like, why couldn't I be a male famous first if Mm -hmm. I wanted to be? Number two. What was your favorite subject in school? A, music. B, English. C, U.S. history. D, gym. E, science. Or F, women's history. Music. Music for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I mean, it changed every year depending on my teacher, so I'm trying to think about one that was consistent. (laughs) Because, like, U.S. history was really fun when Mr. Hall taught me U.S. history. Mm -hmm. It was not fun when other people did. Gotcha. Or I had had pretty good history teachers in high school. So, like, I don't know. I'm going to go with English. I was always pretty good at language arts. There you go. Because, you know, that's what I base my favorite subject on, just what was I good at. (laughs) Right. Most people do, honestly. What would you want to be remembered for? A, reaching the stars. B, opening doors for people like me. <laughs> just, oh! just like me, specifically. <laughs> Wait, it's like, it's like opening doors metaphorically. Yes. Uh, oh, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> thought it was actually opening I was like doors. imagining walking up to a Taco Bell and being like I am not opening the store for them they are not like me <laughs> oh my gosh oh, okay wow so do you want to be remembered for opening doors for people like you <laughs> or my talent and confidence or my creativity and generosity or fighting for freedom or engaging others with my skills and personality? Mm, I'll go with the uh, generosity. Your creativity and generosity? Yeah, the creativity part, like, I don't really care too much about that. Like, I'm not a I particularly creative person in the stereotypical sense. So, like, that's not something that I'm inspired by. Um, but generosity. I think you're creative. Well, thank you. Because you care about being creative. You're like, I do do this. Yeah, I do do care about being creative in the, I just, you know, it's not something I want to necessarily be remembered by. Okay. You know what I mean? But the generosity part, I do want to be a generous person. Uh, I'm going to go with engaging others with my skills and personality. Yeah. 
That's a good one for you. All right. What do you like to read? Get this. Mm. A, the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Amen. Absolutely. B, I'm more of a magazine person. <laughs> when was this quiz written? I don't know. 1990s calling. But I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. C, fiction. I just love stories. Mm. D, biographies of groundbreaking women. E, books that make me marvel at the universe. Mm. Or F, the Bible. <laughs> There's your amen. Amen. You know, this quiz is starting to feel like if you don't answer with the uh, philosophical or, um, you know, great women answers, you're like, they think that you're a pee-pee-poo-poo kind of <laughs> answer person. <laughs> like How rude. Big brain energy is what they're looking for. But for me, it's fiction, for sure. Yeah. And who... I'm sorry. I would never enjoy writing... Ooh. Writing or reading the Constitution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, deciding the fate of a nation sounds a little bit... Yeah, a little Stressful. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to do it, though. I know. We always say we could fix the whole world. Yep. I think I say that to a lot of people. I guess I get into those kinds of conversations quite often. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what to put. Well. Because I kind of want to say I'm more of a magazine person on like a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, I'm going to do that. That's where I found, that's why I like these quizzes. Yeah. I used to get them in the magazines. Yeah. Okay. When you go to Disney World, what do you like to do? Mm. This is ideal world, Laura. Okay. A, ride roller coasters. B, hall of presidents. C, space mountain. D, dress up like a princess. E, everything. I love entertainment. Or F, avoid the crowds. Oh, geez. I was going to say the first one, the riding the rides, yeah. but avoiding crowds sounds good. But if we're going under the assumption that it's ideal circumstances, because I'm not allowed to ride rides anymore for my back... So, in ideal, it would be riding rides. Yeah. So, I'm just going to go with that because that is what I loved. You like roller coasters. I do. And, you know, they say I shouldn't, but they didn't say that they were going to enforce that. Laura, so, no, I'll be good. in your life, you would have to literally go to an amusement park by yourself to ever <laughs> be allowed on a ride. That would be the saddest thing, going and riding on the roller coaster by yourself with, like, and then getting off and just walking to the next one with nobody else there with you. The single you. rider line. I know. I know. But that's fun when you have a group of people to wait in line with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, other Or to have at least people waiting for you at the end. But just to walk off and get off the ride and go get yourself a hot dog. like You know, people <laughs> sometimes find a lot of joy in being by themselves. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And I do recharge by myself, but as far as, like, going places, I like to go places with people. Mm-hmm. This is true. This is true. Hence why you and Shelby went to Target together. Yes. <laughs> All right. I put everything. I love entertainment. Because, yep. you know, you can't actually dress up like a princess at Disney if you're, oh. like, above a certain age, because then they, they don't want you to look like you're a cast member. Oh, interesting. So that's why Disney bounding became a thing. So you go dressed in the like of a character, but you can't go dressed as that character. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. How would you describe your social personality? A, 
I am introverted and enjoy time alone. Mm -hmm. B, I'm great with people and need a little time for reflection now and then. C, I love a crowd and feed off their energy. D, I prefer small groups of people I know and trust. Or E, I work alone, but I play in groups. Oh. Interesting. I think I'm definitely either the introverted one or I like small groups. Because I do have, like, my core people. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm between I'm great with people and need a little time for reflection now and then. And I prefer Mm. small groups of people I know and trust. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I do prefer small groups of people I know and trust, but I'm, I also enjoy just being out doing stuff. If we're talking day-to-day, I'm going to go with introverted. Yeah. Because I do have to recharge in order to spend time with people, for the most part. I'm going to go with B. What was I B? I'm great with people and need a little mm. time for reflection now and then. Yeah. Number seven. All right, lucky seven. When someone offends you, how do you react? Oh no. It's going to get spicy here. A. I confront them with strength and wisdom. Mm. B. I tell them off and demand respect. <laughs> or C. I am not easily offended and don't care what anyone thinks of me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not your answer no. for sure? <laughs> no. I am so sensitive. <laughs> There's not really an option here that I feel like you you resonate with, which is just go crawl in a corner. (laughs) So then what is it? What are the rest of them? That's it. That's it? That's literally it. How many? Just three options. Wow. I guess I would... This was not your lucky number. No, it wasn't. Ideally, the wisdom one. I think that is what you do. Who's calling you? My mom. Um, let's take a brief pause so I can answer this for my mama. Do I actually pause it? Uh, How do you do it? There's the pause button next to the red one. Okay, there you go. All right, we're back. We're back. Brief intermission, or as I called it in the last episode, intermediation. Intermediation, we love those. Uh Basically, I just said, um, for number seven. Yes. That I'm not easily offended and I don't care what anyone thinks of me, which isn't 100% true, but out of those options, it is the most true. Sure. Okay. Because I actually argue that being offended can sometimes be a wasted emotion because people don't take it seriously anyway, so you might as well not be... Hot take. That's an interesting (laughs) one. I like that. Hot take. I think it just does nothing. If I sit over here, I'm like, that just offended me. Yeah. Okay, congratulations. Like, I just, I mean, like... (laughs) Sorry, are you going to do anything about it? Are you going to... I mean, mm. you just... You're, it either upsets you mm-hmm. or it doesn't. Yeah. We've, like, created this in-between yeah. of... Yeah, and I'm like, whatever. And I'm over here, like, I sometimes enjoy the feeling of being offended because it, like, fuels something for me. Yeah. Like, an injustice feeling, usually, like, oh... But I guess I don't label it being offended. Yeah, I guess not. I guess it has a stigma now. Yeah. Yeah, if you're offended. But if something upsets you and fires you up, that's different. That's okay. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, because people see if being offended these days as like, oh, poor you. You're a snowflake. You're a snowflake. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just, yeah, there is a stigma to it. But I think that it's a valid emotion. It just depends what you do with it. Because like yes. you said, you could just sit there and be offended and that's all you do. But that's what Karens do. 
Yeah. They're just offended. I'm like, why? They're just offended. Like, why? I yeah. can't, it still baffles me watching some TikToks about customer service stories. Yes. And I'm like, people are really this way in the world. Yeah. I cannot believe it. They wilding out here. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so that's that's my hot take for the day, so I lumped that in there. All right. Um, let us know what you think in the comments below. Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram, actually. Go to Instagram. Okay. Yes. Why does being first matter to you? Mm. Okay. A, to show people they can do anything they set their mind to. Or B, to create something bigger than myself that lasts beyond my lifetime. C, the journey and knowledge you gain is more important than being first. D, I hadn't thought of it because I never meant to be first. (laughs) Actually love that one. Okay, E, because it earns me the respect I deserve. Or F, being first shows I've worked hard to become the best. I disagree with that one. Maybe if that's your answer, sorry. No, I'm <laughs> going to go with the... You. <laughs> I'm so offended. Um, I'm going to go with the I never meant to be first. Because yeah. let's be real. I'm not the most dominant of people. Like, I'm not trying to push my way forward. Like, I'm just trucking along. I'm here for the journey. So that would have been my other choice if that one didn't come yeah, up. That's, that's what I'm putting. Yeah. The journey and knowledge you gain is more important than being first. Like, I never would yeah. intend to be first. I'm just doing it because I want to. Sure. Being first wouldn't motivate me. Right. I feel that. Maybe it would, though, if we didn't already have so many first things taken up. Mmm. Like, what's the next first thing? Uh, first one to lay, eye- lay eyes on an alien. Oh, see, and I'm not going to do that in my lifetime. Like, these are now becoming so astronomically unattainable. Right. I mean, the first person to hike a mountain really just got lucky. I mean, like, there's no doing that now. I just want to know who the first person was that was like, I bet I could get milk out of that cow. I know, I love that joke. Or the one where it's like, who decided that tickling should be a thing. You know, who said, let me just rub my hands all over you in a in a ticklish manner and see what happens. I'm sure it started from the foot rub. It had to have. Yeah, that's like, true. Maybe that had to have been it. Yeah. I don't know how else you would have, yeah. Yeah, to find out that it's like all over, like rib cage, sides, you know. And then some people aren't ticklish. Wild. Crazy. Absolutely wild. Okay. I hate being tickled, like, with a burning passion. It's never been fun. Trent will do it sometimes, and I'm like, I will murder you. Are you offended by this? I'm really <laughs> offended by that. That's my hot take. Tickling is, is offensive. offensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so great. Okay, sorry, I'm trying to do math at the same time as reading these. Um, okay, what inspires you to do your best, Laura? Oh. A, music that moves me. B, my teammates. C, the greater good. D, my imagination. E, being told I can't do something. Or F, the unknown. I'm going to go with the, um, what was the second option? My teammates. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, I, I do stuff for other people more times. That pushes me. I'm going to go with being told I can't do something. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Let that track. Let that fire your soul. 
Yes. Anytime I'm like, yeah, please tell me I can't do it because then I will a hundred percent. I wasn't even interested before you just told me I couldn't. Do right. It. Absolutely. Who do you look up to most? Rosa Parks, Jane Austen, Alexander Hamilton, Albert Einstein, Tina Turner, or Michael Phelps? I got to go with Rosa. Like, the fear of that, I can't imagine, and to still stand up to it. It blows my mind when I think of that story. Mm-hmm. Or that history, rather. Like, I, you yeah. know, it's, it's incredible. Michael Phelps is the Olympic swimmer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but, like, what did he do that was, was he the firstest? He must have been the first. I think he was the fastest. Oh. But didn't he come out, like, he had a pot scandal or something? Oh, my God. Look, okay. I know, pot and scandal don't really belong together, in my opinion. And Jane Austen, I know, is an author. But, fun fact, I don't think I like her books. Oh. Um, Is Jane Austen Pride and Prejudice? I think it is. Yeah, and I think she also wrote the, is it called The Awakening? Mm. I had to read some books in high school, and I did not like that one. I think it was called The Awakening. I did not Kate like Chopin or Nora Roberts. Hmm. Look up Jane Austen books. Sorry, Jane Austen, you did not write the book that I do not like. <laughs> Uh, really? Pride and Prejudice, okay, oh, yeah. Emma, uh, Sense and Sensibility, Persuasion, Mansfield Park, The Wit, etc. Okay, I did like Pride and Prejudice. Oh, I love Pride and Prejudice. It oh, took cool. me, the first time I read through it, didn't understand a word. And then my brain processed it, and I read it again. So it took me, like, months to read it the first time. And I'm a fast reader, usually. By the second time I got to it, I read it in, like, two days. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I can read pretty fast when I am, like, dedicated to a book. So it took my brain. I had to rewire it for the older English. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm just going to go with Rosa Parks, too. Yeah. I feel like that is. She was That's an inspiration. Solid. She really is. All right. I just need to add in here a few more numbers. So calculating. While she's doing that, I guess I'll just talk. Yeah. How was your day, listener? Do you have anything else that you that you want to talk about while we're doing this? Like, while I'm doing the math? Right. You can, you can talk about, do you have a Reddit story that you wanted to talk about, or are we just doing mine? I think we're just doing yours, because I feel okay. like that's a good one. Um, I don't know. I was talking to one of my sisters today, and she repeated my sentiment about it's really painful when work friends turn out to not be real friends. Oh, yeah. And I was like, exactly. Like, And I didn't even tell her that's what we had talked about on the podcast, and she doesn't listen. So, um... Why not? <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> I will never reveal my sources. I'll never tell. I'll never tell. But, um, so that was that. And then today was a pretty good day. It was really busy, just working on some financial aid stuff, the usual. And I feel like I'm accidentally doing, like, ASMR. Are you planking? I thought it was your cat. Sorry, that was me. My foot was just shaking a little bit. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was my cat, though. So, yes, now... During this pause, listener, dear listener, <laughs> listener, <laughs> go ahead 
and tell us about your day. Just to yourself in your car. To yourself. Sometimes that helps to process. Or tell us about your day yesterday, if this is early morning for you. Which, if you're listening to this early morning, I mean, good for you. Getting that knowledge in early. (laughs) Or that uh, spilled tea in early in the day. Um, So, yeah. We're going to put a little break right about here. The results are in. (gasps) The results. Let me, hold on. Okay. Oh, wait, do we have a drum roll in here? I think we do, actually. Or what's the opening? I don't know. All right, we're just going to do it. This is the opening. And we can't hear it, so what did you guys (laughs) hear just then? (laughs) Because we don't have our headphone plugged in. Okay, anyway, the results are in. Yep. Laura, you are Bessie Coleman. I love her. I was about to say, I have no idea who that is. I have no idea who that is either. All right. (laughs) Bessie Coleman, inspired by stories of flyers during World War I, Bessie Coleman, also known as Queen Bess, became the first African-American and the first... I'm sorry, What? Oh, became the first African-American and the first Native American woman to hold a pilot license. Like Coleman. Oh, I do know about her. Okay, yes. I feel like we learn about so many people in school. Yes. You love flying high and breaking boundaries. You are not afraid of hard work and big risks if it means reaching (laughs) your goal. Does that sound correct? (laughs) Me and big risks don't go together. (laughs) (laughs) Laura and small... Small risk. Or actually negative risk. Negative (laughs) risk, yeah. That is so funny. I mean, I relate to the hardworking part. Yeah. And I think that she's really inspiring. Uh, But I wouldn't necessarily put myself in the same category. (laughs) I feel like you're breaking breaking boundaries with your... I'm breaking back. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I was going to say, with all of your limitations, you're doing pretty well. Thank you. Thank you. Breaking those boundaries. Trying. Your back is like, go to sleep, and you're like, I'm going to podcast. I'm going to push through. All right, I got Aretha Franklin. (gasps) R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Congratulations, you are the queen of soul. With a career total of 18 Grammys won, Franklin was the first woman to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She also has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and her voice was declared a natural resource in Michigan. What? What? Does she power cars with her voice? I don't understand. You love music and have no problem singing out loud. You are confident, demand R E S P E C T, and don't suffer a chain of fools. Well, that's you know, wrong. But okay, <laughs> that one doesn't seem unlike you, though. Yes, but I did suffer a chain of fools. Yes, that is that's true. Fools, I tell ya, straight up fools. That's right. Oh, a whole so amazing chain of them. A gaggle of fools. <laughs> a gaggle of fools. So you missed that one part. Awesome social media quizzes. But other than that, yeah, here we are. I was hoping that one of us would get a J.K. Rowling because she was one of the answers. And I was like, that would have been funny because we talked before yeah. about thinking the Horcruxes were, or that I thought the Horcruxes were dumb. Yeah. So it just would have been funny. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get that But then one. also, she's kind of canceled right now. Also that. Yeah, so I'm glad I didn't get that. 
I forgot about that. Yeah. I just got so distracted by the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case. <laughs> right. That's how the world operates, folks. I know. We be forgetting about things. We do. All right. Are you going to go mm-hmm. talk about your friend? Yeah. So today we're going to be discussing um, our friend, or more my friend. You don't haven't really interacted with her. Um, Ashley M. Yeah, not really at all. Not really. So. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> um, different from Ashley E. that we talked about in our past episode. Um, but, so Ashley M. And uh, we asked about the current title. And she is an assistant archivist at a local history organization's research library. Wow. I know. Like, I just find that so fascinating. Um, to get to look through the history and everything, I just love that. I like looking at archives. It's so fascinating to me. And that's what she does for her job. How cool is that? Every day. Yeah, just going through history. I just think it's so cool. It's her dream job. Like, she's always loved it. Um, tell us something cool about you. And she said, so far, she's visited four countries and hopes to see many more. Yeah, she does like to travel. Oh, That's her thing. Uh, she did go to college, and she majored in history, shocker, <laughs> as an undergrad, and her graduate degree is a master's in library and information science with a concentration in archival studies. So she is an example of somebody who knew what she wanted to do and then did the thing eventually. Yes. Which is, plot twist, back to when we talked about Jamie, when I said, oh, she has aspirations. I didn't mean, like, <laughs> obviously she has aspirations. I meant in the field of science. Yes. Okay. I told her about that. I said, by the way, if you listen to that episode, Amber didn't mean it like it might sound. I just didn't ever complete my point. So see, she didn't work. And you'll find out, obviously, in the upcoming stuff. Yes. So she is a really good example of that. And I'm excited to read more about this because she wrote us a good little bit. Um, And then we asked, you know, walk us through your professional journey. She said... After graduating with a bachelor's degree in a subject she loved, she spent four years working in administrative and retail jobs to pay the bills while researching future careers and graduate programs. She had graduated debt-free. What? That's so cool. Um, tell me how to do that now that I have, like, a ton yeah. of student debt. <laughs> <laughs> and she was very wary of taking out loans for a second degree. After researching earning potential and job postings, I chose to enter library school. She worked full-time during graduate school, which made coursework and internships difficult. Two years after finishing my master's, sometimes, sometimes, you know, I'm going to flip back and forth between first and third person. Just go with it. Uh, two years after, per, after finishing her master's, she found a paid internship in her field in another state. Fortunately, the internship provided housing, and her husband was able to financially support them for the four months it lasted. Within three months of finishing it and applying to 50-plus jobs all over the country, which, sidebar, sometimes it is a numbers game. You gotta throw your applications out to a lot of places. Like, yes, be selective. Like, you wanna make sure you're finding the right fit for you. But at the same time, if your search is a pretty wide search, just go for it. Or it depends on your field, too. Yeah. Like, she, she was already looking for something kind of specific. Right. So it's, of course, most of those things are going to fall in line with what she wants. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, she had a job offer for a, um, a paraprofessional position at a prestigious university about an hour and a half from where she lived. Because they were financially, because they were financially dependent on her husband's job, she commuted about she commuted about three hours a day for a pretty low salary in the hopes that the experience would lead to a professional role. I do remember that driving three hours a day. Yep, yep, yep. That's terrible. While she loved the work and her colleagues, the salary and commute were difficult to deal with. After about a year and a half, she reluctantly accepted a non-library job in her area for a significant raise. She planned to use the money and time to pursue further professional development and continue looking for a position in her chosen field. After four months, the library she had interned with reached out to her about an upcoming opening. It was a very unexpected opportunity for a professional position and competitive salary. Luckily, her husband had visited the location and was completely on board with moving to a new state. Within a month of moving there, he found a remote position in his field and was able to join her. So. Incredible, and that all works out. I know, and that's really cool that he got to do something he liked, yeah. you know, in his field up where she was, because I know that was important to them. It is just tough, like, when you're, and, like, they're, she had a husband who could support them, mm-hmm. which is really important. Like, what do you do if you don't have a significant other and you yeah. want to do these things? You have to work so much harder, mm-hmm. and it's just, and you're already working. Like, she already was working super hard, mm-hmm. and on top of that, if she didn't have him, it's just, if you don't have good parents or you're not in a long-term relationship where somebody can help support you, it's challenging. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, and then we asked, like, are you happy with your current role? What's your desired next steps? She said, yes, this is the perfect role for her at the moment. Her direct supervisor provides tons of guidance, advice, and opportunities to practice and expand her skills. After a few years and hopefully a promotion, she hopes to move on to a mid-career position, doing similar work but with expanded supervisory duties. But if a promotion and salary increase our possibilities where she is now, she would she could see staying there for many more years. So, she has really cool... I love the logic of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's very, well, if this opens up, then I'll do this. But if that, if not, like, I have plans here. And I think that's a really good, like, five-year plan or whatever to have. So. A plan and then a backup plan and then, yeah. Yep. I love it. Um, and then this sentence uh, I love that she wrote about what her personal mission and vision is. Ooh, I love the best part. Okay. And this kind of really does describe her very well. She strives to be a responsible, ethical, and enthusiastic steward of cultural heritage. Oh my god. It's so smart sounding. I find that so fascinating. (laughs) It's just that beautiful sentence. It's so smart sounding. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say I was smart sounding, okay? I said the sentence was. Because she is a very... um, diligent person and I just really admire her so much because I don't know how to explain how I see her but it's always in a it's in a good light <laughs> just let me throw <laughs> that out there <laughs> but she's just so calm cool and collected at all times and I just really admire that in a person um 
what is the most important lesson you've learned through your life slash professional experiences? She said she thinks being open to possibilities has served her well. Many times she applied to jobs with the idea that she would figure out the logistics when she got an offer instead of hesitating or worrying over the details of taking a position in a different area. Taking a low-paid, short-term internship in a state she'd never been a- never been to is what jump-started her career. Also, the relationships you make within your field are invaluable. I was, uh, She was by no means the most qualified or knowledgeable intern her supervisor had ever met, but she thinks her general work ethic and attitude during her time there made a lasting impression. Yeah, and caring about learning. Yeah. If you want to get involved in a field and you work with somebody, then absolutely mm-hmm. want to learn everything. People love to teach you about what they love. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to leave, um, like, when you leave a position, to leave a good taste in their mouth about you. Because she had no idea that they'd want her back. You know, what are the odds of that for a full-time job to open up in the field that she'd want? Um, Especially at somewhere so cool. So that's why it's always important, even if you're really annoyed with the place, which, not saying that she is, but, you know, everybody has positions that weren't... This is just general advice. (laughs) Just general I know. (laughs) Uh, But just, you know, don't leave, if you can help it, in a negative way, because you never know when it might come back up again. Yeah, I mean, I, my first job out of college, I felt like it was toxic. Mm -hmm. That's where Christina still works. But I almost went back to work there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you mm-hmm. never know. No. I needed a job. <laughs> and then, um, that was it. Yeah, she didn't have anything else she wanted the world to know. I think right. she said it. she got it all off her chest. I love that. Yeah. I love that she's doing what she loves. Yes. And how she got there. And it is super interesting. I feel like I'm in this field where, like... Not that connections don't matter, but it's marketing. Like, you know, I mean, it's You say just, it with such disdain sometimes. Well, yes, but I feel like so many people, I guess at this day and age, it's so talked about, and it's such a wide range of things. Like, there's, you're not going to, like, meet people in the marketing field. Mm. It's just that you will, but it's not... I don't know how to explain it. It's not like some of the people that I work with who have spent their entire lives dedicated to um, alternative fuel options. Right. And that's what they do. And mm-hmm. they study and they sell these products and they, you know, whatever. And and they're so about it. Mm-hmm. That one thing. Mm-hmm. And with marketing, you can market anything. You know the marketing formula and you go market anything. It's just, yeah. it's different. And so when she talks about meeting people in her field and, you know, being a historian, basically. Yeah. And studying all of these things. I mean, that is so cool. I know. I'm pretty jealous of it. I mean, I'm sure it has, like, a monotonous quality to it. Um, because but a certain type of person. Yeah. Loves that. Honestly, because, like I said, she's really calm and cool all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like you have to have that kind of a mindset to do something that might frustrate other people. Because, like, I like to do things that people, some people would consider monotonous. Like, I like to do administrative stuff. Yeah, Like, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for you, that's not a good fit. No, thanks. For me and Ashley, that's right up our alley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't I don't know if uh, administrative for her is that 
is as important as it is to me, but doing something like ar um, archiving, I'm sure can get that way. So um, I find it so fascinating. What are your thoughts, guys? What are your thoughts? Also, Laura, I think you have some fuzz on your eye. That makes sense because okay. I'm seeing something out of the corner of my eye. I was like, how does she not see this giant piece of fuzz? Did I get it? Yes. yes I kept catching glimpses of it, but I just thought it was like a bug <laughs> moving past my face. You know what's so funny? It's like, I think that women have a different... Okay, not women. People who wear makeup. Okay, yeah. Have a different understanding of stuff being in our eyes. Yes. Okay, because I swear, see, I say women because it's mostly men that I'm talking to, mm -hmm. that they get something in their eye and it's the end of the world. Yes. It's, something is in my eye, I must get it out immediately. And I'm yeah. like, there's been something in my eye all day. Yeah. Get over there's it. There's been a, a <laughs> goop of mascara in my eye right. and like, that's just how it is. Or I've had guys tell me like when I'll take my mascara off at the end of the night mm -hmm. or even like when I wake up in the morning, whatever. <laughs> I just totally gave myself away there. <laughs> Take your makeup off at night, guys. Just uh, help your skin out. Yes, and then mascara gets in my eyes, yeah. and then it moves to the corner or whatever. And they're always like, how do you not feel that? That looks terrible. <laughs> like, look, oh, you have buddy. to tell me if it's in there because I will never know. That's one of my routines in the morning It's just, like, wash my hands and then go and dig the goop out. Yes. Because it'll bother me later in the day. Yeah, and I'll... I'll just go, oh, yeah, let me get it, and, like, pull my eyelid down and scoop it out, and be like, yeah. oh, gross, I can't believe you're doing that right now. They can't handle it. That's so oh, funny. it's hilarious. <laughs> well, what are we up to now? What's next? Basically, we're going to go to Reddit, because we think this is fun. Mm -hmm. um, ask Reddit, so r slash ask Reddit, somebody asked, what's a red flag for toxic workplace slash boss? I love that. What are red flags? I love that. So we've been talking about red flags in relationships, but yeah. work has them too. And if your boss doesn't have Amber Alerts set up on their phone. No, oh <laughs> my gosh. And we're back. Forget about the... I'm just kidding. <laughs> Forget about the children. Forget about the children. Okay. Constantly contacting you through call, text, or email when you're not working. 99% of the time, any sort of contact with your boss can wait until you're on the clock. Yeah. Honestly, yes. And people who think that everything is urgent get on my nerves. Mm. It's not yeah. urgent. Right. If it's, it's literally fine. If, it, if the company is not about to explode by midnight, I think we're good. I just don't get it. I, they're okay. Granted, there are some things that probably need to be addressed a little quicker, but for the most part, it can wait. Mm -hmm. All right. When your bathroom breaks are timed? No. I guess at, like, call centers, right? Oh, Places shoot. Like that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. Okay, worked at a call center when I first mm. got out of the military and had to raise my hand and wait to be called on to use the restroom. Two bathroom breaks under five minutes, and one 15-minute lunch break per 12-hour workday. Oh also, gosh. they were only paying $9 an hour in California in 2012. Uh-uh. For you to treat me like I'm in middle school again? No, thank you. They kept a checklist to make sure everyone only got their three required breaks. And other breaks you... Uh, any other breaks, you got points against you. Wow. Ten points and you were terminated. I quit after two weeks. Yeah. 
micromanaging to the max. Holy crap. Oh my gosh. I saw a TikTok. It was this guy doing a skit of what it's like for, you know, Gen Z Mm -hmm. employees get called to a meeting with their boss. Mm -hmm. I see you go on yellow sometimes on Teams. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, I don't have time for this. So basically, that assignment you gave me last week, did you get it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and and then the week before that, did you did you get that one as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so if I'm turning everything in on time and I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, then like, there's no reason for me to be on my computer all the time, right? Honestly. And they go, well, it's company policy. Well, I don't really care because do you know that I could leave here and get another job? So like, do you want me or not? Right. That's <laughs> absolutely right. Know your worth. Oh my gosh, he's like everybody's hiring right now, so figure yeah. it out. No kidding. No kidding. You could just go somewhere else and make a ton more money. Yeah. All right. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to see if there's any other good ones. Everybody's, like, talking about their experience and then being like, did you used to work for a company that starts with an M and ends with an N? (laughs) (laughs) Like, this sounds like what I do. Yeah. Um... Ooh, I have one. Oh, I'm excited. The boss speaking badly about employees to other employees. Yes. Oh my gosh, I hate that so much. I dealt with that in one of my jobs, and it was like, you know how they say if somebody's talking bad about other people mm-hmm. to you, they're talking about you to other people? Um yeah, 100% saw that in live action. Um, it's so awkward, too, because most of the time I'm friends with my coworkers. And yeah. And the boss is just going off about them. Yeah. I'm like, And you're, okay. you're not, uh, you're trying to be respectful to your boss because you're not trying to, like, yeah. get fired or something. Exactly. But at the same time, like, you do have a loyalty to your friends. So sometimes I'll try to be like, well, I know that she was going through this or that, you know? Like, I know, I try to mitigate it. It also yeah. sucks when you know that someone's talking about you. Mm. Doesn't sound like you've had experience with that at all. Not at all. <laughs> you see my face right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it just sucks when you know, like, something just happened, and then they're in the office talking about it. It's, That's okay, crazy. That's great. See, and I just hate that because it's, first of all, so unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Um, but second of all, it's just mean. Like, it's really mean girl-esque, you know, cliquish. Um, and it's usually the suck-up of the office is the one that yeah. gets all the gossip and stuff. Um, the thing is, like, if I'm, you know, a marketing whatever, coordinator, something low-level. Mm-hmm. If I'm talking about somebody in the company, it's not really that big of a deal. Yeah. If you were a leader yeah. at your company and you are talking to anybody below you about anybody else, yeah, that's wrong. You know what this reminded me of? And we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. What is it? Coach. What <gasps> he would do with the captains. Yeah, you can talk about it. Okay. So once upon a time (laughs) in college, we had a coach, Dale, and he was fantastic, and we loved him. Yes. Um, And then he forgot about us. No, he went to his alma mater and became a tennis coach there. Can't blame a guy. No, do whatever makes you happy, whatever. Really happy for him. Yeah. (laughs) 
But then we got a new coach, and there's a lot there um, that did not go right, um, and we won't get into all of that. But one thing that he did do all the time was put teammates against each other. Yes, all the time. And, and blamed it on us. Sorry, I'm going to get yeah. really angry. <laughs> this is where the real tea comes in. But one thing that oh. he would do is, like, put the captains against all the teammates and telling the captains what these teammates were doing and, oh, well, she was aggressive or, you know, she was really late, don't you think? And, like, she, talking... you know, he would call meetings. So I wasn't even a captain. Laura would just tell me about this later and go, I felt weird about this. And I'm like, I also feel weird about this. Mm-hmm. He would call a meeting. And then, well, and first of all, there were three captains for a small tennis team. Yeah. Continue. Basically, he would call a meeting, and then, because he wanted to talk about something, but then try to put it in y'all's head. Yes. So it came off as it was your idea. When yeah. he called the whole meeting in the first place for the purpose that he wanted it for. Yeah. Oh, God. He couldn't, he couldn't handle a strong woman giving it back to him. And not in a disrespectful way, just in a questioning his authority because he would overuse it. Um, and he would just do some shady stuff. But anyway, yeah, just talking bad about these players, making us think that there was a problem when there wasn't a problem. Like, he was telling us, oh, you didn't notice it? Well, she was creating issues with this other player. And um, you just didn't notice that? She's really aggressive. Okay, and- but then would tell, which I'm sure you're getting here. But then would tell no, go this ahead. player who was being aggressive or whatever, which, no. She wasn't, right. Um, that the captains brought it to my attention. That yes. You, and okay. Yeah, he, <laughs> he blamed it all on us, and that fractured my relationship with her. Still to this day. To this day. And, I, you know, it's not talking bad about her, but she had two people telling her completely different things. So I'm sure from her perspective, it's like, well, there's some middle ground, right? Like, it's Mm -hmm. not Laura's side or Coach's side. There's probably something in the middle, which still paints both of us in negative light. So I don't blame her at all for distrusting me. Um, I just, because of what she was told, I just really hate that he ruined that really cool relationship. Yeah, for no reason. For no reason, except because he didn't like her. And he didn't like you because you guys were standing up for yourselves and standing up for others. And he just, he had the Napoleon syndrome um, really bad. Uh, He just couldn't handle it. So we'll talk more about him, I'm sure. He has a lot of stories. And honestly, we're not somebody to talk bad about people. Mm -hmm. We just talk from our experiences. But if I was to talk bad about somebody, it would be him. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's crazy, because I think he did, yeah, just see, I don't even know, like, I don't know if I'll ever have enough life experience to understand what happened there, but it was really, like, we had really great relationships with everybody on the team, and I think he saw that and knew that he could be taken down. Yeah, because we could rally people. Yeah, and just tried to destroy it, instead of helping us create more of that bond. Like, you want your team to... Be bonded and by together. the end of it, there was this big old fissure. Fissure? How do you say that word? There was, by the end of it, there was this big old gap between sides, you know, either in his support or that saw the, and recognized the problem and was calling attention to it. 
and there was this big old line drawn right in between those teams, yeah. those two camps. Well, and people who just didn't care who the coach was and just right. wanted to play tennis, yeah. which that was an argument. Would have been ideal if it would be ideal if we didn't have to care about the coach, but we had to care about the coach because of the stuff that he was doing. And you're everywhere. Like, I'm sorry, but we're on a campus of 700 people, maybe mm-hmm. less than that. Yeah. And I, you see them all the time. You have easy access to your coach. It's not like one of those schools where you see your coach at practice and then boop, that's it. Yeah. Or at games or whatever. I mean, it was, like, all the time. Yeah. And he was trying to have yeah. good relationships with us and go to events on campus where we were. Like, he wanted to be doing that. So I was just, ugh, I do not want any yeah. part of this anymore. And, you know, we're saying all this. We'll keep him anonymous. He no longer works at Westland. I don't know where he is now. Nope, um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter um, because everything we have to say is truth. And if he feels some type of way, if he ever got wind of this, <laughs> it sucks looking in a mirror sometimes, yeah. you know, when you're an ugly person on the inside. I know. It still makes me nervous to talk about those. So nobody go be mean or anything. No, of course not. <laughs> so we're, you know, if you want to sound off in the comments about your experiences with coaches or um, toxic workplaces that, yeah. you know, where they talked bad about employees to other employees, like if you have your experiences with that, DM us. Give us, tell us we can share it. Tell us not to share it. We still want to hear it regardless. We want to teach, like, empower younger people, too, because I feel like we weren't equipped with this knowledge at that time. Right. We had to learn through this experience, which, I mean, yes, you have to learn through experiences, but I feel like I wish I knew those red flags a little bit sooner, and maybe I wouldn't have been so, how do I say, like, I wouldn't have been so deep into getting hurt by this whole situation. Right. If Invested. I had seen, yeah, if I had just seen, oh, this isn't good, I need to get out now, or I need to start putting up boundaries, or I need to, but I didn't know to do any of that, because right. I was in college away from my parents, and I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And it's somebody you're supposed to trust. Yeah. Um, and I, I hadn't ever had an experience before college. Right. Where somebody that I trusted ever did anything questionable yeah yeah luckily (laughs) yeah yes very luckily um so i guess that's all we got for you guys yeah um this was a really good episode it's also our season two finale oh my gosh that's right holy crap we didn't talk about that in the beginning um but this is the last episode for season two season three we're kind of revamping everything yeah i'm really excited to see where it goes if you have any um comments or tips or questions about it please let us know we're here for feedback yeah let us know if you listen regularly which we know a few if you do yes welcome aboard Um, please tell us what parts you enjoy the most of each episode, because we've tried to kind of do a variety in these past couple seasons. So let us know what you enjoy most, because that's what we want to do. Yeah. We want you guys to be entertained, but also feel like you're getting something out of this. Um, but we are going to be changing things around a little bit, and I'm really excited to see. Yeah. It's going to become a little bit more conversational versus, Mm -hmm. like, reading off answers. Not that 
I did not enjoy the season. You know, I thought the season was fantastic, and I really loved learning more about everybody that we talked to. Yeah, I never sit down and ask people what their mission and vision is, but maybe I should start. <laughs> right. Now it's a good friendship question. By the way, not that this is an interview, but this is an interview. <laughs> Yes. I interviewed Ashley at dinner. That's how we got her answers for That's the last right. episode. Ashley so, E. Yep. Ashley E. Gosh, two Ashleys in a row. Why do we do that? Anyway. I don't know. Yep. Um, all right. Email us at mildlyprofessional249 at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at mildlyprofessionalpodcast. Follow our subreddit, r slash mildlyprofessional. Follow us on TikTok at mildlyprofessionalpod, even though we don't have any videos posted. Not yet. And you can like us on Facebook at mildlyprofessionalpodcast. Basically, just search mildlyprofessionalpodcast and you can find us. That's right. We come up on Google like number one. I know. Look at us. We are so proud of that. We are so proud. Our marketing is working. Our SEO, our backlinks, all that stuff. It's handy to have two people that were involved in marketing and one that is currently really involved in marketing um so thank you guys so much for listening these past two seasons um we hope you guys enjoyed and yeah that's all i got enjoy your break from us and we will be writing papers for school try not to miss us too much honestly (laughs) we'll pop in if you miss us you can let us know we'll make an instagram story yeah we can make a mini sewed in between seasons yeah let's do that let's just Just pop in with life updates yeah But, all right, guys, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye-bye. Oh. Ow! (laughs) Did it work? Okay. The slapping one. Yes, and done. (laughs)